Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. friends i'm john and i'm kevin and this is six degrees of schwarzenegger the podcast where we take a long hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of arnold (laughs) arnold schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre then we're taking a deep dive into some of our favorite 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down all the way So we're back with a true Arnold classic. Episode two of Total Recall. Amazing, amazing Arnold vehicle. And there's a lot to unpack. So we're not going to hit you guys with some trivia. We're going to dive right into this. I love it. (laughs) I love it. So where we left off was Arnold or Doug Quaid. That's right. Had gone to this recall business to have a memory implanted, but he had some sort of a mental. He had a Mars meltdown. And, and wanted some memories yeah. from Mars. It turns out there are already some. Yeah, there's there. already some memories of Mars in his brain. He so. has an episode, and the people at Total Recall or at Recall rather are like, "We have to get this guy." Yeah, here. let's erase his memory of ever being here and send him on his way. Nothing to see here. So, Bye. so we open. Quaid sort of groggily wakes up inside of a cab. A Johnny cab. It's a Johnny cab. Your weird animatronic taxi. It's kind of, it's quite funny. Yeah, no, it's a gas. It, you you kind of think of it as being, I don't know, to me, it's like looking at it, it seems like shabby tech, like maybe it's been around a yeah, while. Yeah, he's got, he's glitchy. Used. Yeah. His like eyes are twitching and stuff. Like maybe it's there's like, a better model and this is like just old school. He's like stuff. rolling his eyes and raising eyebrows and like he's a ham. How I love it. He is apparently based on some real life actor. That makes but, sense. But yeah. Uh, I would love, yeah, I'd like to dive in. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty. It's, if we doesn't let us know that. The, fa- like, the faces are incredible. The whole just. That whole gag, which we see later in the movie as well, like with Johnny Cab, is just tremendous. And Arnold Arnold asking how he got there. He's like, the door open. You got in. <laughs> Hell of a day, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty good. It is pretty good. So the next thing that we see is the cab rolls up. Doug sort of stumbles out. And who should be waiting for him? But our different Harry from yeah, the quarry. Yeah, his co-worker Harry. Just waiting for him. And he and he seems to be aware that he was at recall. That Doug was at recall immediately. Sort of, he's like, like "You went to recall." I think he was kind of like, "I don't know what you're talking about." Yeah, yeah. I, I, maybe he literally doesn't know because they wiped his yeah, brain. That's that is exactly what I thought. It was like he wouldn't remember that. And so when Harry calls him out on, it, he's like, "What?" He's like, "Well, like, come on, have a drink with me." And he's no, like, "Quaid calls like, nah, I don't want to." I gotta get we home. See, we see three burly men run down the stairs and, and grab him, and out Harry pulls a gun. Yeah, and he's like, "What?" You know? Yeah, uh, understandably. Quaid's confused. Yeah, and and Harry says you blabbed about Mars, and now you gotta die. I know, I love it. It's, it's, it's so bla- memorable. You blabbed Quaid. You blabbed Quaid. You blabbed about Mars. Jesus, it's so it's good. such a good line. It's, it's very melodramatic, but it totally works. They drag him into kind of a dark corner. Yeah, they're. Um, I mean, he's about to get shot and killed. Yeah. we guess. But yeah. Then secret agent training, and I love this scene. This is this reminds me of Jason Bourne and others, where secret agent yes. training 
Quaid kicks in and Quaid kills all four of them. He kills all four with relative ease. That's right. He's like snapping necks and shooting dudes. And and just like Jason Bourne would sort of is like looking at his killing machine. After he did it, I was like, how did I do that? I, I don't understand what just happened. So like any good husband, he runs home and confesses to murder. <laughs> yeah, he comes home. He tells the wife, Lori, Sharon Stone. Right. He's like, I just killed Harry and some other people. And she's like, when he tells the story, it sounds like insanity. Oh, yeah. Doesn't it? It sounds like a, a hallucination. Like a, it sounds like delusion. a delusion. Like, you yeah. know, like, oh, she's God. like, OK, what he's really happened? Yeah, he's because she's like, you oof. what? Huh? And he's like, these guys, they said, you know, they tried to grab me and they were mad because I went to recall. And she and is she flips, he went yeah. to recall and she says that he's having delusions. But then he shows her his mitts covered in blood. Yeah. He's like, does this look like a delusion? And it's like, you can't argue with that. And she's like, uh, we got to call it down. Or it's like, like, oh, boy, you killed a homeless person or something, right? Or a cat. You fed a cat to an ATM. Oh, my God. (laughs) So she's she's going to call someone. He's like, no, don't call anyone. Yeah. She's like, I got to call a doctor. So so he goes to wash up and she makes a call on the Skype phone. And who should it be? Our first appearance of Michael Ironside, which at this point, presumably he could be a doctor. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't really know who he is yet, but he's he's playing the role of Richter. And Michael Ironside is amazing in this role I love everything he like I, him and he's another guy that I'm just like he, he kills he's sort it of, he's sort of one note but the roles that he plays yeah. he's perfect for he's awesome he was awesome in Top Gun right awesome in uh, Starship Troopers and then great uh, like a a weird art house turn in machinist. Yeah. On, he acts was, a lot. I'm sure. Yeah. He's and a very busy guy. He tends to lose arms or yeah. have lost he arms in a lot of his movies all the time. <laughs> this guy, he like, he's like a, he's like some sort of salamander. It just grows back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Quaid's in the bathroom. He's washing up. She's quote calling the doctor. And when he comes out, what the fuck? Yeah. It's like, uh, someone's shooting at him in from the, the dark. darkness. Yeah. A lousy shot. Shining a light and someone's fucking terrible at shooting a gun. Yeah. Movies are great. Movies are hysterical. They just keep missing. So uh, Quaid chucks a chair across the room. Yeah, he does like he's doing these ninja rolls and stuff like he's that training. Again, the training. It's like instincts. Yeah. And he overpowers whoever this shadowy, mysterious figure in the room reaches for a light switch and turns the lights on. And (gasps) wouldn't you know it? It's Lori. That the wife. Bitch. Uh Uh-huh. She's in her like tennis leotard or whatever. And he. Karate fights the fuck out of him. Yeah, he lets her go because he's sort of startled. And she, like, I think elbows him or punches him in the dick, kicks him him in the dick. She kicks him in the dick so many times. And this (laughs) is just the first couple of several times that she kicks him in the dick. Man, yeah, you stick with what works. But if you're, you're, you know, 110-pound Sharon Stone fighting 210-pound Arnold. Incapacitate by any means necessary, which at this moment is grab a knife. Anything goes. It's Kumite rules. That's right. (laughs) Anything goes. Not the knife. (laughs) Um, But they fight some and, and Quaid predictably overpowers her. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's time for some exposition. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She tells him, look, we're not really married. I'm not really your wife. Our entire life together is a memory implant. Like I only met you six weeks ago. Six weeks ago. Blown away. He thinks they've been married for eight years. They've it is. Married, married in his mind, like eight years. Which before. he is like, bullshit. I remember the wedding and the eight years. And she's like, yeah, it's all memory. Implants. They erase your identity and implanted a new one. And she's been assigned to monitor him. And she doesn't even really know why it seems, you right. know, honestly, like, at this point, she seems like maybe she's not going to be a bad guy. Yeah, she seems super apologetic about it. And like this sympathetic. Pr- it seems like she's like willing to help him yeah. at this point. She's sitting down on the thing. They're sort of like she starts playing around with him. Um, 
you know, she's saying she really did fall for him, that she was the best assignment she ever had. And then she starts trying to make a move. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like good for Arnold for having that willpower. Cause I think I would have just jumped at that she's opportunity. Like, if you don't trust me. You can tie me up. She, oh, says, yeah. she starts to remove her. Lead I target. know. He's like, I didn't know you were this kinky. And like, well, it's no better time to find out. Like, oh man. Let's get it going. But then she throws a conspicuous like look over his shoulder at the video, like the video monitor. Phone. Yeah. And he, it's like a screen on the wall. It's like, yeah, surveillance camera or something. He turns around and sees like some goons entering the building, Michael Ironside and, right. and others. Um, and says, clever girl, clever girl. I wonder if, uh, Jurassic Park just like lifted that. Even, even if they did or didn't, it's still, it's, it's still, a good line. Yeah. A good line. And then he just like punches her and knocks her out. Is that right okay? On. Like, how, I mean, I'm always uneasy about with it. these movies where like, at what point is it okay for a dude to strike a woman? I think that it's okay to incapacitate a woman in a situation where they're trying to kill, to kill you. To literally kill you. They're trying to murder you to rob you of your life, liberty, and property. Fair. So, yeah, Richter, played by mm-hmm. Michael Ironside, um, and Sharon Stone are apparently an item in this. Yeah, they enter, and he seems super concerned. One of the other guys, like, tries to help her up, and he shoves touch her. Yeah, he shoves her. Uh, Michael Ironside shoves him off, and it's like, yeah, don't keep your hands off her. She immediately apologized. They're, yeah, they, they're, they're, their interaction with each other is very tender, very familiar with one another. She apologizes for blowing it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's concerned that Quaid, like, what's Quaid remember? She says nothing at this point. Um, Richter's top henchman, who we're going to call what? Scanner goon. Yeah, he's got this like Quaid tracker. Scan- the, ca- the Quaid Cassio scanner. Quaid scanner. <laughs> yeah, so the, he's like, we we picked him up. He's left the building. He's heading for the subway. Scanner technology came a long time since RoboCop, let's just say. It's great that it was 3D because yeah, I found I myself wondering, like, he could be on any floor, though. But yeah. then it was 3D. So it, I like they that. can actually tell. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah. So so then we see Quaid sort of making his way through the airport community. of Yeah. Of now, they, they filmed this movie in Mexico City. OK. Like nice. this was real, real architecture it was real. Their real transit system and everything like they called the architecture brutalist architecture, okay. which was a big style. Yeah. In the time Soviet yeah. block as well. I think it was just kind of like everything giant is poured concrete. concrete. Everything is just giant concrete. Ugly, yeah. Lots of straight lines. Yeah. Yeah. So it does look, it seems otherworldly or futuristic or something. Everything looks like judge dread. Yeah. Um, and based on the, so this is never mentioned in the film, right. but based on clues they give you like phone numbers and in his like paperwork and IDs and stuff later, apparently the, the setting of this is supposed to be El Paso, Texas, which is, that's interesting to me of all the, yeah. Of all the places in the world. It's like, all right, sure. El Paso. Why not? Yeah. Oh, so they don't ever say it in the film, but the, the, the story is supposed to be set in the year 2084. Okay. So it's that, that far in the future. I mean, but yeah, yeah. We're, we're nowhere close right now, but, but you never know what city is going to be like the city in the future. Right. And you know, in, in ready player one, it's Cleveland. Yeah. Ohio. Absolutely. So, yes. you know, Which I'll roll with that. Cleveland. El Paso. Cleveland. Interesting choice. Go Indians. Um, now this is when he hits that x-ray machine again. That's right. It's the and payoff. This, and, but then sets the thing off. He's got a gun tucked in his belt. Yeah. And that's a cool effect. It's a cool effect to see that he sort of yeah. catches, like sets the thing off and then just like runs through it. Well, he gets like security guys come in from the one side right. and then Richter and his goons are coming from the other side and he just dives through the glass, which is yeah, a super awesome effect. 
Uh, and then, <laughs> so more chasing, more chasing. There's a, a sprint up an escalator. Yep, yep, yep. And, and then, and then we get one of the more gruesome scenes of the movie. <laughs> it, it's a little bit of that RoboCop Verhoeven overkill where he's being fired upon by four guys at the top of the escalator. And yeah. Hides behind. A so guy. he just sort of grabs a, an That's innocent not- bystander <laughs> and uses him as a human shield. This is our hero people. Um, now it's that training though. Yeah. So he's hiding behind this guy who's taking just dozens of shots and blood is flying everywhere. And, uh, Quaid is taking shots over his shoulder and taking the dudes out. Yeah. Just like just nailing them, picking them off. Yeah. Yeah. He kills all four before, uh, right when he kills them, that's when Richter and his end scanner goon, scanner goon comes up, up from behind. behind. He whips around, the human shield takes a whole lot more gunfire. And then he just throws <laughs> the body on them. We'll call it a corpse at this point. Yeah. He just tosses the corpse down on top of them. <laughs> so, uh, so long, human shield. Absolutely. Thank you for your contribution. There's a great moment. So Arnold dashes away from the top of the escalator. Richter and, and Scanner Goon recover. And Richter just like straight up steps on the squishy corpse chest of one of his men. <laughs> <laughs> just no regard. And there is like a... Yeah, like noise awesome. or something that's weird it's yeah awesome. then we see i like our just to say it's like our pace is fast because the movie's happening fast the movie's flying yeah. and this is another movie like robocop where the first edit of the film was given an x rating because the violence was just so over the top yeah. apparently this scene was a problem for for the mpaa people Come i can on, see guys. why it is like an an innocent man like in just blood everywhere it's but it works yeah, we're living in a post-diehard world at this point. Exactly. Post-RoboCop world. So yeah, Quaid is continuing to escape. Mm-hmm. Uh, he comes up on the subway train, pulling away. He's sprinting alongside of it. Sort of barely taps the glass on a window and it shatters. No, dude. The um, So this glass was supposed to be rigged up with an explosive, like to shatter the the split second, you know, before he hit it. Right. But apparently it, the charge didn't go off and he really did break it with his hand and cut his hand pretty bad. Oh, I take it back. They, I think they had to shoot for a few weeks, like hiding his hand from oh, shots. Man. Cause like, yeah. So, so Dang. yeah. And they use that shot. The That's same thing, see? the same thing in, um, in Terminator, like when he walks up to the station wagon and breaks the window, like, Arnold's they were doing it on a gorilla. Glass. They were doing it gorilla style on Terminator. And I think they were like, you know, it was going to take so much time to rig up a window to break. And Arnold's like, no, don't worry, James Cameron. Like I can punch through the window. And he's like, all righty then. And he just let him do it. But it is, that's risky behavior. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Damn. Where do you go, Arnold? Yeah. So he's make that paper. He's got the, the strength is real, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, it is definitely, <laughs> definitely real. So yeah. So I take it back. Uh, Quaid breaks the glass and jumps. You on the never train. speak ill of Arnold. I'm sorry. I <laughs> At least not have. his strength. Yeah, I should have. I should have known better. <laughs> um, yeah, so breaks the window and then proceeds to dodge shit tons of bullets because mm-hmm. Richter is just unloading indiscriminately into crowds of people. Arnold gets away and Richter is pissed. He's so pissed. He wants. He wants Quaid dead. I mean, he killed a bunch of his guys and I then like that. And then he's got scanner dudes like, oh, no, dude, like, I don't blame you, man. I wouldn't want a guy like Quaid porking my old lady. <laughs> you, you saying she liked it? <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, I'm sure she hated every minute of it. Oh, Big yeah. eye roll. Yeah. This guy's like got some balls to be yeah. like breaking Richter's balls. You Scaragoon, know, Scaragoon, I think, is like his lieutenant. Otherwise, he would already be. They dead. must have a good relationship. Yeah, he needs him. It's kind of like 
got Joker and his right hand man. Yeah, Bobby. Bobby. Always like, Another Bobby. Bobby. Um, so we also we need to mention that as soon as Quaid gets on that subway train, what plays but uh, a commercial about real space travel being better than implanted memories. Yeah, and there's yeah, it's totally like tongue in cheek. Love the ad wars aspect of it all. But also, he's like, oh, that's a good idea. I need to get to Mars. So Richter and them, they're back in the car, like on the video phone with Cohagen. Uh, so it's like, okay, so they're working for Cohagen. That's right. We're finding out um, the Mars leader that we saw on the newscast early on in the film. Yeah, and he's already heard from Lori that Quaid doesn't remember. She Right. Like Cohagen wants Quaid alive. Right. And Richter, of course, wants to kill him. We've seen it's it's clear that Cohagen has an agenda. Right. We don't know what it is. is, Right. And that's who was it? Uh, Richter said we should have killed Quaid on Mars. Yeah, we should have killed him on Mars. So you're like, ah, so he has definitely come from Mars or been to Mars before. Right. Cohagen says he wants Quaid alive for re-implantation and back in place with Lori. But mm-hmm. Richter, you know, obviously wants to kill him and uh, fucks with the transmission. So he's like, oh, I didn't hear that I last love that part. he's twisting the dial. He's like, sorry, sir, sir it's sunspots. Oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm gonna, and then it's at that point, the scanner goon, they pick him up. They pick yeah. up Quaid again on the, on they've, the scanner. They've, they've honed in on him again. He's like in the... I don't know. He's checking into a seedy seeming hotel. You know, he comes out in an area called the Galleria. Shout out to Houston, H-Town, Galleria. <laughs> um, yeah. And then Quaid, Quaid sort of comes out of the open, out in the open from the subway and checks into a stain covered yeah. motel. It's pretty hotel. gross. We're probably the type of hotel that takes cash. It's, yeah. Only, you know? only um, a deposit for the sheets. And in, a, in an instant from him entering the room, the phone's ringing. Yeah. Now a conversation that you and I had that we'll discuss later on is like so many things happen in this movie. Like they're super convenient, super convenient moments. It starts. Oh man. So, so anyway, a very convenient phone call. Uh, and who is it? It's well, it's a guy who looks like a soap opera actor. <laughs> he looks and sounds like someone. They're like, who do we got? I know. It's so weird. Someone from young and the um, restless. But you know what it is? It's like in a video game when, the guy is like training you, you know, or whatever. Yeah. It's like just, it's, it seems as though he's addressing no one in particular. Like he's just reading off a script. Right. Um, but yeah, this part's, it's pretty freaking convenient. Yeah. If you, if you want to believe that we're stuck in like a recall dream right right now or he, whatever. And the guy tells Quaid, Hey man, you've got a bug in your skull and I'm offering you assistance. If you want to live, don't hang up, which right. all sounds like a script, right? It and all he, sounds totally like a script. And Quaid for his, to his credit is skeptical. Right. Yeah. Um, this guy's like, dude, we were buddies back in the agency on Mars. And like you told me if you ever disappeared for me to find you and give you this suitcase that I've got. Checks out. So, yeah. yeah. He tells Quaid, dampen a towel, wrap it around <laughs> your head. And uh-huh. That'll buy you some time. It'll, it'll like, uh, it'll make the signal weaker. And then he, yeah, he tells him to come out to the payphone and get this suitcase. So this is when Quaid, like he transitions into like turban Quaid. <laughs> like he's got this towel wrapped around his head in a, in a very unique it look. Like Toad from Mario Brothers. <laughs> got that whole thing going on. It's very odd. But when he comes, he goes down to get the case and some ladies like trying to figure it out. Walk She's like, I saw it first. 
first. <laughs> and he wrestles it away. And she puts up a fight. She's like, it's, he's like, it's mine. And he's like, she's like, get your own case. He does. <laughs> he just snatches it from her. And she's like, fuck you, you asshole. And he sort of just turns and gives her a weird bow. <laughs> and it's at that exact moment that he's spotted by the bad guys. Yeah, they're, they've rolled up to the Galleria area, but they don't necessarily. They're like, he's around here somewhere. Just keep your eyes peeled. Right. And he like locks eyes with yeah. Richter. He stops and is like, oh, shit. Yeah. So they, they're on him again. Yeah. He immediately jumps into a Johnny cab. He can't think of a place that he wants to go. The Johnny yeah, cab. Right. He's like, go. just drive. He's like, why don't you tell me the number of the place that you want to go? <laughs> well, it is. I can see the frustration. Like, yeah. in. In that world, in, you mean in the this, world where we're living, the Johnny where it's cab about to happen? The Johnny cab is not going to take you to a desk. Like it's not just going to drive because you tell it to drive. Like drive it's not going to go until you tell it where you want to go. Yeah, the automatic Uber is not going to just drive. Just You're not just going to dive in and say drive, 20, drive, drive. Give me twenty minutes north. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no, no chance in hell. So he he fucking manhandles the animatronic driver, the Johnny yes. Cab guy, and yes. disembodies him from the car and just takes the joystick himself. Yeah, the fight, man, the fight with the Johnny Cab driver is like so funny. It's hysterical. It's he, really good. He's like he's like saying like uh oh and all this is whatever <laughs> you know. So he peels out with the Johnny Cab. Uh, he makes a getaway. Lots of gunfire again out in the yeah. Open. Yeah, but I love when he gets to. Well, he crashes the cab. Well, for, yeah, he he shows up in your quintessential industrial site. Mm-hmm. Um, the cab charges his eighteen. Credits. He's like, "Give me eighteen credits," and then he's like, "Sue me, you dickhead." Sue me, dickhead. <laughs> I love that he called a robot a dickhead. And then and then that's at the point where the Johnny Cab just speeds into a wall and explodes. Oh yes, in yes, a fiery okay. Crash in a fiery crash. Like, is that the Johnny Cab programming? Like, you try to kill someone who doesn't pay their fare. Oh, in the real world, you would swipe your card or whatever, scan yeah. your card before it goes anywhere. Right. But yeah. Yeah. yeah I I'm just wondering, like, did happen. this thing go rogue or is that like how it's programmed? I don't know. But, I mean, he, he did rip the rip the, the animatron out. But yeah, he, he tries to run him down, just runs into the wall and it's a ball of flame. Which, you, you know, is going to going to probably bring the bad guys here. And also that cost the Johnny Cab company a lot more than the 18 credits that they lost. Exactly. Now they've lost a vehicle. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, so Quaid runs upstairs in what looks like just an old factory that's on that property and starts going through the suitcase and mm-hmm. finds like your quintessential all the spy shit your spy kit your money your fake ids yeah um, a gun like, a gun maybe what? was there a gun in there i don't know uh, yeah i can't remember he had just gone. tons of cash the different identities and what looked like a weird surgical device yeah he's like huh and a bracelet yeah there was a gun in there because i think he, there was a gun and gun the hand. yeah and yeah, the bracelet thing, which is the most useful item in there, I suppose, is this hologram device. And he sort of turns it on. He sees a version of himself across the room. And he panics. Starts having and a he had the gun. Himself, yeah. yeah. And then he um, realizes it's a hologram. And he's like, oh, nifty. Neato. Yeah. And then we <laughs> cut back to our goons. Yeah. Neato. This is great. Oh, if you look this closely, there was also a yellow garment of clothing hanging out of the bag. Nice. That nice. we'll, that we'll see later. in a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. The goons hear about a fireball. Yes. There's like there was an explosion near the old concrete factory or something. Right. So uh, and because there the signal was, in fact, dampened by the fact that he had the wet towel on his head. So mm-hmm. they, they've been driving blind for a little while trying to. Find yeah. Him, so yeah. Fireball so like, this was, must be a, was inconvenient for Quaid. And there's a video message from Quaid himself, not 
not Quaid, but Hauser, who is just a sexy, charismatic confident he seems like arnold when he's not trying to be a character like if you were just talking with arnold he's like and i gotta say a charming maybe, dude and maybe it's because he's putting a little more like thought and effort behind what he's saying but it's like the accents less perceptible when yeah. arnold's like talking in that manner no he's like there's certain times that you see arnold and you're like oh i get it like he's yeah. such a charismatic and charming guy yeah. that the accent doesn't matter all that much um but yeah, so Hauser starts talking him through more exposition, which right. is that, hey, I used to work for Mars Intelligence. I realized that Cohagen was a bad guy and I turned on him. Yeah. But if woman, you're watching a woman who taught me the way. Yeah. He's like, if you're watching this, then Cohagen must have gotten to me and wiped my memory. So now you got to get to Mars and link up with the good guys. He's like, tells him to go check out the Hilton and show him one of the IDs and, you know, they'll tell you where to go from there. Just do basically. what I tell you and we'll nail the son of a bitch who fucked you and me. Yep. Oh, and he tells him now take this one device, the weird looking device, and we're going to get that bug out of your head. Oh, my God. And, yeah. it's, and it's terrifying to watch. He's, it's hard to watch. He says, stick it up your nose until you hear a crunch. Just shove real hard. <laughs> oh, He's like, don't worry. It's self-guiding. You don't have to do anything. I'm like, oh, my God. That's comforting. I don't, At least I don't have to be an expert in bug removal from my own skull. The weird, the Arnold head puppetry on this one left a little something to be desired. I mean, every there's really only one in this whole movie that's unforgivable to me. So this really This is not falls, that one. This still falls under the category okay. of I can live with it. I think we'll get to that one in our next episode. Yeah. But yeah, he pulls out this I don't know, ping pong ball size. Jesus, it's it's enormous. I mean, it's at least, I don't know, an inch, an inch long and as big around as a double A battery. Or yeah, bigger. his it's, nose is like stretching out. It's it's pretty gross, really. It's over the top for sure. Like a truck, <laughs> like a truck, um, <laughs> like a machine. So. So, yeah, the, the homing device is removed and it is at just that moment. Wouldn't you know it? That Richter. And well, what happens is once it's out of his head. They it the tracker the scanner hones in on him exactly. again, yeah. So he's no longer got the towel protecting it. So Quaid thinking quick, mm. he like sticks it in this food whatever thing that like he's been eating like a candy like a, bar I like think a, like a Milky Way or something. Yeah, I think it was a Milky Way. And he tosses it to the rats that have been hanging around. Nice. Yeah, and it you know of course befuddles the bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> the, the bad guys show up are shooting every which way but the right way. Yeah, and. Obviously, they shoot the they shoot the Hauser video and they, device they, they, when they yeah they shoot the poor rat the blood splatters oh, everywhere gross. and all you hear is the Hauser video saying get your ass to Mars get your ass to Mars get your ass to which Mars. is brilliant because it's super memorable but also it tells the bad guys presumably like yeah. Oh, we need to go to Mars and continue the search yeah, for Quaid. Richter's probably not happy about that. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And that friends. That's another uh, that's another section of this movie down. That's how we wind episode two down. This movie, the pace just never lets up. It's like one long chase. It is. Yeah, it is unrelenting. It's pretty great. It really is. It's fun to talk about. It makes me feel breathless. In between. <laughs> I'm like, oh, God. Oh. Well, let's uh, let's crack open another beer Absolutely. and let this train roll on. So we will see you guys next time. We'll be back. We'll be back.